Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello! Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. We're back for another week of the Almost Famous Podcast. We've had a great time recently doing some in-depth episodes with some incredible guests. I mean, here in the last month, we've had Andy Dorfman. We just had Jason Tardick. If you're a fan of the podcast, or even if you're not a fan of the Almost Famous podcast, I know you're going to love the in-depth episodes, so go back and listen to those. Those will be wherever you can listen to the Almost Famous podcast. But with that, we're back. I'm Ben. I'm Ashley. And Ashley comes on to the podcast today. And you've heard me tell it before. I'll never back down from this statement. Ashley Kennedy is a absolutely beautiful human, <laughs> physically and soulfully inside and Thank out you. but she shows up to the podcast today and I'm learning more and more as I go about women I I haven't known I didn't know how much I didn't know about women until really this podcast getting engaged to Jessica and and just being more curious about the ins and outs of a woman's life Ashley mm-hmm. shows up to the podcast 
and her face is like red and it has like skin falling off of it. Yeah. I've never yeah. seen this before. Ashley, <laughs> for myself and our listeners, can you educate me on what is going on? Okay, well, I'll use this time to shout out Olga Lawrenson. She's like my skincare go-to. She has really been the woman in charge of Halle Berry's skin for like the past 20 years. So like, if yeah, if there's somebody to listen to, it's Olga. So I have done two vampire facials to get rid of my melasma over the past uh, couple months. And they just really, they they weren't as effective as I would like them to have been. So What's then, a vampire facial? I'm gonna interrupt <laughs> you because you gotta help me out here. I don't know if you ever saw those pictures of Kim Kardashian where she had like blood on her face. So basically it's um, a little needle and it, it kind of, it's like a, a, think of an electronic pen with needles on it. And they like inject your blood into that needle thing that pen and then they like stab your face all over and it's like collagen producing and it makes you like flake off that first layer of skin because that wasn't as effective with my really bad melasma it's just like i never had it until like a year and a half ago and then all of a sudden i was like why do i have a mustache that's just not of hair it's just not of hair and then it gets worse in the sun it's people who are like olive toned they are more susceptible to it um, I know hormone. melasma because Jess has melasma. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I, and so I'm doing now the gold standard. So the vampire facial takes like three days to re- recover from. This, what I have on my face now, the Cosmolon peel, is definitely something where you have to hide a little bit more. You actually have to keep a face mask on for 10 hours. So That's on Saturday, right I didn't do anything and I kept like, yeah, it's easy now. Um, but this whole thing is great because it's easy now. So now I'm red and peely, at least for the next four days. And I'll probably not be back to my, my regular skin for like another month or so. But when I'm done, the before and afters, if they are accurate and they're all over the internet, I might not have melasma at all anymore. And if you guys don't know what melasma is, it's, it's pigmentation. It's darker pigmentation spots around your face. And with women, especially when it's hormone related, it often goes in that mustache area. Yeah. yeah so um, I texted your fiance about it. Yeah. <laughs> I told her what a perfect time it is for, you know, to do this because of the mask and being able to stay home oh, and all that. It. Yeah, she'll be getting it. She goes, um, I said, I can tell you who my esthetician is and she just sends it to you and then she FaceTimes you the instructions. She goes, that would be amazing. I love that it's at home even better. So your fiance is going to look like this before you know it, but then she's going to feel so confident about not having to wear foundation all the time to cover up those brown spots. Well, here's the thing. What happens when you fall in love? I'm learning this, right? I find Jessica Clark to be like the most beautiful human ever created. I do. But I am now also realizing how much I just love her in general and so like i know that sounds really corny and, and but like she could have like what i know my reaction to her would be very similar to just being like wow hun this is really interesting <laughs> like i don't hate it i get why but like now i'm just more intrigued like it's not even it, it, there's like nothing she could do really that'd be like a turnoff i feel like like a complete turnoff it would just be more of like a curiosity of like so you did this so your face can just like flake off yeah. i, I yeah. don't get it I respect it. And to close this thought, you made a comment that I'm super intrigued by because melasma was an insecurity 
of Jessica's for a long time. And yeah. even when she's first started dating me, she was like, yeah, I have this like dark thing above my lip and it's yeah. weird. And I know it's like, but it's like nothing I can do about it. You know, like she would try to explain it to me. I get it. It's not ideal. But yeah. you're saying that like melasma could be gone for like a period of time forever. Oh, uh, well, I mean, this will significantly subside it. Um, and then you're going to have to use other products that will keep it at bay. Wow. Wow. What yeah, a thing. I know. It's so crazy. To be it's, a woman. Just, oh I mean, my gosh. absolutely Jared incredible I... experience, but just a wildly, <laughs> wildly, there's just so many things that you do that I respect, love, and also, very sweet. yeah, it's wild. You guys are so lucky. Like I just, Jared and I laugh all the time about what like we have to go through biologically that you guys won't ever. I mean, I have hair all over my body. It will never and it's leave fine. me. Yeah, and it it's will never. Fine. It will never be ripped off my body. Well, hey, with that, we have a great podcast coming up. Um, <laughs> we're going to share a little bit more about my life and what's going on in my life, and then following, we're going to go and interview one of our favorites of all time, Chris Stramberg. And then we have hot topics to talk about. Yes, and there are some hot topics out there. Uh, but before we get to me, let's just take a quick break. We'll be back with the Almost Famous Podcast. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about using your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So... The next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service that you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what up, everybody? It's Wells Adams. I have a podcast called The Wells Cast. You might know me from being the bartender in Bachelor in Paradise. No. Winner of Worst Cooks in America Celebrity on Food Network. No. Cool. E Entertainment Red Carpet Correspondent. Nah. Starting my first radio show when I was 16 years old and been in radio for the past 15 years. Nothing. Engaged to Sarah Hyland for Modern Family. Yeah, that's a, okay, fine. Whatever. I have a podcast called The Wells Cast, where basically we talk to famous and successful people and find out where they came from and how the heck they got so stinking rich. And we got something for everybody. You big into sports? All right, we got you. Rashad Jennings and Victor Oladipo. Are you a music fan? We've gotten the lowdown from Rascal Flats, Brett Michaels, Lance Bass. You big into reality TV? Chris Harrison, Johnny Bananas. You want to find out more about film and TV stars? Okay. Brian Bumgarner from The Office. Dave Coulier from Full House. Scott Eastwood. It's a great way to see what the blueprint is for success. Listen to the Wells cast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts these days. All right, Ben. So what's the big news that you have to tell us? Well, Ashley, this is... It's weird um, because it, it, on it, this this news is I, I can't understate how big of a deal this is to me, um, and I want to give a little backstory for the Almost Famous podcast because this is the first time I'll be really talking about it. Um, but two years ago, I and and we've talked about it a lot in the podcast. Like I just I, I don't know if I struggle. I just. Uh, have always I, I fall quickly if I'm in a bad place I fall quickly into self-doubt I fall quickly into feeling isolated and disconnected um and then you know I have this show happen a few years ago where I admit that I feel unlovable and that felt like a like I've I've like my buddies still joke with me about that 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I've kind of joked about it too, because it was a huge moment for me on the bachelorette, but it, it didn't feel like it, it felt like just like a passing by conversation that Kayla and I had that, you know, you see on the show a lot and you don't know the depth of it. But when I said that it was the first time in my life on the show that I had actually admitted something that was true to myself, that was like vulnerable and hard to admit that like, I truly didn't feel like I was worthy of love or I didn't feel like I would find somebody that would say, Hey, you're the person for me for the rest of my life. And, Mm -hmm. and then I realized that that even went deeper. Like it rolled into my friendships. Like, why would my friends, like are my, why would my friends be really friends with me? Like, what do I offer them? What, why would they want to spend their time and share their life with me? It rolled into my relationship with God and my relationship um, with myself. So anyways, two years ago, I started on a project to write a book about all of this. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's been two years of, like really weird um, conversations with myself, really hard conversations with myself. Uh, you know, a lot of the times as I come onto the podcast and I share, hey, I'm just struggling with envy or I'm struggling with doubt. It's because mm-hmm. I was in the midst of writing this thing and I was pulling yeah. back these old stories and these old memories and the memories that are still hitting me today, reliving them and trying to put them into a book. Yeah. And today... Yes, today the book cover was announced, which means the book is done. It is turned in. It is edited. It is completed. The cover is released. And I am now on the road to releasing this thing that has been, it has really taken up the most time of anything I've ever done in my life. I totally understand what you mean when you get so introspective with yourself that like it's almost when somebody comes up to you during that that point where you're like, I'm just so into myself. I'm just like, so in my head right now. Like I can't even social, like I can't socialize. Do do you do that? Like when, Mm -hmm. I think that's what you're talking about, right? When you're like working on writing, like when I'm in the writing zone, for some reason, I get really sucked in and it's hard for me to come out. Like I need to like actually like gradually push myself out within a couple hours. Like I can't just go from writing to being social. No, you're, you're spot on, especially, you know, like the, the book is broken up into four sections, uh, connection with self, connection with others, connection romantically and romantically in a connection with God. Mm-hmm. And like within this, I shared things that my parents didn't know about me, like my problems with addiction, um, my problems with doubting my faith, doubting a God above my problems, mm-hmm. you know, obviously with feeling unlovable, like truly feeling unlovable. And then, you know, going back to like, I always like kind of picture when I'm in my unhealthiest place and I don't live in this unhealthy place all the time, but when I'm in my mm-hmm. unhealthy place, I do. I feel like the kid looking in at the party of all my friends that I wasn't invited to. And I feel like I, I walk through life sometimes, especially when I was writing this feeling that way, like I'm pulling back these memories. I'm speaking this into myself. And as a result, I'm living it out in my daily yeah. life. And it put me in some weird places the last two years, but my hope with all of it. So my hope the whole time and and what like my my friends and my family and Jessica continue to reinforce in me is like I'm doing this so that maybe somebody out there will feel less alone when they read it like absolutely some, like I'm living this and like going through all of these weird emotions because maybe somebody will read it and go wow I've always thought like I was the only one that felt left out I was the, I always thought like I was the weird one I always thought that nobody really liked me or that there was no big purpose to my life and maybe there's just one, I, I believe that there's just one person listening to this or one person that will read the book um, and they'll maybe they'll feel less alone and they'll take that into their daily life, then it was all worth it. 
and that's what's going to happen. I so hope. you guys, I got a, an advanced copy of the book and it's so fantastic. Ben's writing, you can hear his voice in it. It's amazing. Um, he, he's going to do just what he was just saying that he hopes for. There's going to be so many people that read it and feel less alone, which the title of the book is alone in plain sight. So it won't in plain sight. So the, the cover is beautiful. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. Thanks. Uh, I love that you have turned something that you felt was just you and really found an audience that needs to hear the message. I appreciate you, Ashley. Thank you. No, it's, it's really exciting. I really appreciate you reading it. And, um, yeah, you know, it's not a tell all book. I know for some that's going to be a, a kind of throwing off of what is expected or, but I guess for me, I don't have a lot to tell. Like we, we talk about the show mm-hmm. all the time on this yeah. podcast and yeah. there's just not a lot hidden anymore in my journey of the bachelor world. And if there is, then I hope to be able to think of those things and say on this podcast and right. share those experiences. Um, and so when I write this, it was, you know, it does go into like my relationships from the show. Like, um, there is a section on Lauren in there and, and Lauren mm-hmm. and I were able to talk about that and I got her approval on that. Um, That's great. and because, you know, she's been a huge part of my life and a, and a great part in many, in many ways, mm-hmm. but there, there isn't the juicy details of the show, but there is hopefully honesty about the show and honesty about the experience that maybe isn't known or maybe would be relatable. So, um, I appreciate you reading it. I just wanted to share that with the Almost Famous listeners because this is the first time I've been talking about it publicly. I've kept this to my chest for a long time now. I'm ready to start sharing it. Uh, you can start pre-ordering uh, right now. Um, uh, you it's know, a great Christmas gift. It's a great Christmas gift. And uh, and I'll be talking about it more and more. But hopefully won't bug everybody on this podcast and talk about it too much. But it probably will come up. So Alone in Plain Sight has been announced. It is my book. Uh, can't even believe I'm saying that, but I am. And, uh, well, that's all we got to talk about with that here. Um, any, any questions, feel free to reach out and and I'd love to answer them. And so don't go to Ben's book for juicy bachelor details, but you should come here to the almost famous podcast for juicy bachelor details. And we are going to give you some right now. Let's go through our list of hot topics, Ben. Oh my gosh, Ashley. And there are still hot topics reigning supreme in bachelor nation. Yes. Uh, we uh, we're gonna start here with probably the one that everybody's wondering about. Um, we're not gonna make you wait to the end of the episode for this one. We're gonna start right now with uh, the Cassie Randolph and Colton Underwood situation. Uh, again, this is a sensitive uh, topic. We we have had uh, massive amounts of updates and news come in. Uh, Cassie's um, restraining order was granted uh, a little bit less than a week ago. Um, and now the text messages have been released. So, Ashley, what do we know about this and, and where do we stand? Okay, well, last week we went over the fact that he apparently put a tracker on her car, that he was in the alley outside her bedroom at her parents around 2 a.m., um, that he was also kind of lurking about her apartment in Los Angeles. And um, then there are also some texts that were released that apparently he was sending her texts at all hours of the day. Um, At one point he said, quote, Cassie, referring to Cassie, is a selfish person who isn't ready to be loved and called her shady. He later apologized saying that he was lost. Um, And since, you know, sources have said, sources with the quote uh, around them in in my opinion, uh, 
that that Cassie was doing this is doing this for attention and that they were in the midst of filming a reality show about their breakup um, it involved Colton, Cassie, and her entire family. So Michelle Randolph got to posting on Instagram this week saying that her parents never signed anything, were never part of any type of show. Um, this is Colton's attempt to make Cassie look bad in the press. She also says that she and her boyfriend um, have not filmed or signed any contracts about this supposed show um seems like it was probably like a sizzle reel maybe um a sizzle reel you guys is like a proof of concept it's like a mini episode basically of a proposed show idea and i've heard i'm not sure where i heard it from but that it was going to be about them dealing with their breakup mm -hmm. or like continuing to be friends after their breakup and all these sources are, I mean, I'll just be like honest, like just with what I'm thinking, like I just really trust Cassie. Um, I think that she is the kind of person that would never seek attention like this. I really don't think that she cares. Like she wants to be a speech pathologist. She probably likes the, you know, the additional income that her bachelor fame brings her, but she is not the kind of person that is ever going to go and do something for attention, especially getting a restraining order for no apparent reason on her ex-boyfriend. Well, and we talked about it before, and I know the listeners out there, you know, Colton had a great following, a big following, and uh, listeners out there probably right now are hearing this and going, wait, why aren't you being more supportive of Colton? And and I want to I wanna preface all this and say that we aren't not supportive of Colton. There, Ashley has spoken out many times against cancel culture. We're not saying cancel Colton. Oh, we're not, not saying not cancel at all. We're, we're not saying, hey, forget about Colton. But what, what we need to report is that the restraining order was granted. And that's yeah. that's a legal process that goes far beyond a show or fame or anything. Like if if a restraining order is granted, I think we all need to take a step back and realize, hey, there were there was a proven amount of facts there that made a judge, an impartial judge, say mm -hmm. this needed to be put in place. Like this was a good decision for Cassie to do. Now, at the end of all this, I know Ashley and I talk offline about it. Like we want both parties to heal, to recover, to come back from this in some way, right? We don't want either yeah. of them to just disappear and to be hated on. That's not the point. That's This is far bigger than the attention they could get from a show or from a from fame and i know the colton supporters out there are going to go holy cow like you guys like you you know you don't know the fact like no we don't know all the facts but a judge does and, exactly and what we need to say here is hey what cassie did the judge said okay to what colton did was obviously out of place and was wrong it doesn't mean that he needs to be forgotten or pushed aside. It doesn't mean that people need to hate him. What it does mean, though, and I think for all of us, and I will go on my soapbox here, and I know somebody out there is going, Ben, stop talking. I'm, I'm going to say this. What it does mean, though, is that in this time, we need to be sensitive to Cassie. We also need to be sensitive to Colton, but we need to understand that there was wrongs here that happened, and we need to accept that. We need to accept mm -hmm. that there was wrongs done in this process and this is not a joking thing this is a big deal this is this is not a small matter this is this is something that has obviously changed their lives both of their lives um and we hope that colton can come out of this 
humbled, um, educated, a better person. We also hope Cassie can come out of this feeling safe, um, feeling protected, feeling cared for and loved on. Um, but with all this being said, listeners and Colton fans, you have to realize where we're at now, which was not where we're at a week ago. Mm-hmm. We're at a place where this is going to court. And and, yeah. and that means it's These are it's like massive. facts now, not alleged rumors. Yes. Or alleged alleged uh, allegations. But do not cancel Colton. pretty much facts. In the process. Don't cancel him. Yeah. No. Don't cancel him. Don't hate on him. In times of, of great despair and of great need, we need healing and we need love. And both of these people need that right now. So don't cancel Colton, but recognize that that there was a problem. Yeah. And Ben, I, how would you feel if Colton just came out was super honest and said, like, look, I was hurting. Um, I was in a very sad, depressed place, wanting my girlfriend back, missing my ex-girlfriend and somebody who was my first serious relationship. Um, and I went a little overboard. Like, I crossed the line. Um, and I hope people accept my apology on this and that I'll learn from it. Right. What, how, how would you feel if you did that? I mean, it's the Hannah Brown thing, right? Like we, yeah. I, I like Hannah. Uh, I love Hannah. She's, she's a fun person to watch, but for weeks we were sitting here on this podcast going, Hannah, we just need you to talk, like say something so mm-hmm. that like we can then come about this in an educated way. But when there's nothing being said, we sit here assuming things and reading things and hearing things and we don't know what to do with it. It's the same thing here with Colton. Is Colton, um, he's not untouchable. Uh, he messed up. And I think at some point, whenever he's ready, just like Hannah waited till she was ready, mm-hmm. and it's his timeline, it's Cassie's timeline, then it would be nice to hear him come out. And, and, a, and I mean, it looks like right now what we would need for definitely Cassie's sake is probably a public apology saying he was wrong. But hey... Mm-hmm. And I, and I don't know how far he went with this. Like, I don't know how scared she was, and I don't know all the behind the scenes. What I do know is love does crazy things to you. Oh, yeah. And, and I, what I do know is love can change you as a person overnight. Um, and so if Colton came out and said, hey, I went too far. I made big and terrible mistakes, but I did it because I was broken. My response to him would be, I get it. Yes, you were wrong. I get it. And now what, now what are we going to do about it? Right. I feel like people are more apt to forgive when people are being honest than like forgive him. If he were to just keep denying these, like if he keeps denying them, I think it's going to be a worse look. That's what I mean. Well, and you know, with, you know, we can blame, we can all blame everybody else for our problems. We can blame, you know, it's a common thing on the show. Come off the show blame producers if you if you, it's not what you wanted it come off yeah. the show blame the cast blame other people uh blame if we're in relationships blame your exes all these things right but at some point we all i mean and i'm learning this right now like we all have to own up to our issues and mm-hmm. you know this as somebody who's married right like in a marriage you can't just blame your spouse the whole time that's not going to go well for <laughs> yeah. you no like you have to start taking ownership for your mutual mistakes and the things that you've done that were at a hand out of line, no matter how big of a deal they are. And this is a big deal. Um, and we're wishing the best for both of them, but we're really sensitive here to Cassie and the fact that she's walking through something, um, that is obviously not ideal. Well, Hey, speaking of, 
Speaking uh, of blaming producers. Yeah, uh, Peter Weber, uh, who, mm-hmm. I, who I, I really do love deeply, and he was a great guy, but I don't know where this comes from. Ashley, I need you to teach me. Peter Weber implies <laughs> he's going to spill bachelor tea when his NDA is up. This is according to Cosmopolitan. Well, to be honest, Ben, I can't believe that The Bachelor hasn't extended their NDA time. That's true. <laughs> because, they have that option, right? Right? Is our contract, like, do we have to be secretive about certain things for the rest of our lives? And then there are certain things that we can start talking about? Or are we like free, free will, for total free will? on Bachelor Production after our contract ends. Do you know this? It's a little sticky. So Yeah, exactly. If you use the Bachelor name and you associate whatever you're saying and doing with the Bachelor, then you need their approval for perpetuity. Like they they have your rights to air your season to use that for as long as this show exists and, and even after. Okay. Now, when it comes to the tea and whatever kind of tea that is, it gets sticky. Like it's not yeah. it's not a a clear cut thing for any of us but there have been so many bachelor tell-alls and the tell-alls do give you some good dirt and it looks like peter might be doing a tell-all so cosmo wrote this article i think that they're like stretching here they said that under an instagram of peter's he talks about he writes comments towards the fans you know he asks them and says I'll explain myself one day. He also said, happy y'all are to, um, somebody, so somebody said, happy you all are together, but I wasted my time on this season. This fan means I shouldn't have watched your season. I wasted my time on it because like you didn't end up with, you ended up with the girl that you've met before the season. And that's when he said, I'll explain myself one day. And then he also said in the comments, there's just so much, no one knows about it yet. So it'll be good to get it out there. And then he also said to a fan that his NDA is over on March 15th, 2021. And from these comments, Cosmo fans, they're they're speculating that he's going to either put a podcast out or a book out or something like that, that will explain why he and Kelly never got together on the the show. Um, Kelly did a, did an Insta story this week kind of mm-hmm. going off of this. She said, somebody said in her questions on Instagram, why didn't Peter Picky the first time we all knew it was fate? And I do feel like their their coupling was very fate-like. I mean, they met before the show. They definitely hit it off. There's just was something there, I always felt. But she says, as her answer, Peter was told slash thought I didn't like him and I was only there to have fun. That's kind of what her storyline was on the show, that she was, uh, you know, that she wasn't all in on Peter the guy because she wasn't like sure she really was getting to know him. Mm-hmm. Or, and then she felt like the show was just not a place for her to find love and that everybody was saying like, oh, Kelly doesn't seem to be taking this seriously. She's only here to have fun. Like we, this is kind of stuff we've already known. Um, so yeah, we'll see if there's more depth to this mystery of why Kelly and Peter didn't end up on the show together on March 15th, possibly. Do you think it's a smart idea if he does a tell-all on this? I mean, it, it matters in what form. You can do a podcast and start talking about the show, which has obviously been a great thing for you and I. 
I would never tell anybody yeah. not to do it. I think it's a great thing. You and I enjoy doing it. Obviously, uh, there's been others that have came about and been very successful talking about the show and breaking down every episode. And I would support anybody that do that does that. If that's his format, great. If it's a book, again, I mean, on a day that my book gets released, I'm going to say, write a book. Like It's therapeutic. It's hard. It's difficult. You have to really start confronting your own things. Uh, and if it's a tell-all form, I'm, sh- I'm sure he's going to be reliving memories from the show that he's probably forgotten or tried to forget, and he'll be writing them down, which could be therapeutic. Um, I don't know. I don't know what has not been shown in his season. Though. That's the part that I'm going to be shocked by because I felt like his season showed more of the behind the scenes than any season ever. I mean, we had like parental um, issues. We had... Mm-hmm. We had mass. I mean, I can't even still to this day remember how the triangle of love had existed. Like it was Hannah Ann to then Maddie for like a few moments, and then now to Kelly, and now he's super happy with Kelly. If if Peter called me and said Ben, what, what should I do? I say, hey, do what you got to do. But this has all worked out pretty good for you. Like people love you. People are still celebrating you. You've got a great girl now. This this is all played out now. Maybe not how you dreamed it would be, and it wasn't like perfectly like perfect like there were issues involved but it's now it's a good thing for you and I would just be cautious anytime anybody wants to take a good thing and make it bad totally agree yeah I mean I can't if there was a girl on your season yeah and let's just pretend the producers were like Ben, she's just here to have fun. Blah blah blah. Would you really listen to the producers that much? No, but yeah. but also with all that being said, and and if Peter came on the podcast now, I know he would tell you like he he did. I mean, one of his biggest things was he he couldn't get a grasp of what was going on in that environment at the time. I mean, it was it was the whole thing. The whole season was Peter, put your foot down. Stop the chaos. Stop the gossip. Stop the controversy. Like say something. Like you know, lead this thing forward a little bit. And it was, it was the one thing as the bachelor, like that people will, will criticize him for the most. But the other part about Peter that people will celebrate is the guy super lovable. He really wanted to find love. He was really in the pursuit of love on this show. He did it. He did it to the best of his ability and he found it. So I don't know. I guess I go back to this and and we can move forward with this. I don't know what else there is to say. Um, so I'm intrigued. I'll be listening. Um, and, you know, Peter Weber is going to spill the tea. At least that's what people think uh, once his NDA is up. And uh, and at that point in time, we'll break it down again. I'm, I mean. I mean, there are stories like this. There's a lot of stories like this from Bachelor Nation. Yeah. There's Molly Mesnick and Jason Mesnick. Honestly, there's me and Jared. It's like we we dated other people on the show. And you come to, you find the person you're meant to be with along the way it doesn't mean that you don't have feelings for other people um it's really about timing and it's about like getting to know yourself and sometimes like in my case and like in molly's case you actually need to be separated from the franchise for a while in order for people to discover what they really want and need well that's everybody's love story right it's timing it's place you could fall for multiple people in your journey but at some point you end you know all the roads lead to that partner, that person that matches you best. Uh, and so we'll see. We'll be watching. Uh, speaking of 
uh, women for my season, I do want to give a special shout out and a congratulations to Lauren Heimel, who uh, got married uh, recently. She was on the podcast uh, just a few weeks ago, um, yeah. breaking down uh, the episode of The Goat that, that Lauren and I were in. Uh, congratulations, Lauren Heimel. Big deal. Congrats to Lauren. Also, congrats to Kenny King, who is engaged. Uh, it was the perfect place and perfect person, the mm. couple says. Um, so I think he was planning, he was pretending to his girlfriend that they were having a family picture day. Yeah. So she was all like cute and dressed up. And she said that he had other plans. And she says on her Instagram, of course, I say yes to forever with you. Oh. Kenny King is so. So underrated in Bachelor Nation. What a freaking sweetheart. Oh, great guy. What a great warmth about him. Yeah, that's just that. I mean, those are good stories. And and there's more good stories to talk about. Um, Catherine and Sean Lowe uh, obviously have a few kids. They have three kids. And Catherine has recently came out and said that parenting is a S-H-I-T show. This is according to Us Weekly. Ashley, what you referring to? Well, basically, they have one kid in diapers. Uh, they have a two-year-old and a four-year-old. And she just says that everything about their day is somehow related to poop. She goes, it's always poop. And somehow we've never gotten sick or had pink eye, knock on wood. But I've never had pink eye. It's like a constant show around here. Um, before we had, before we have kids, before, yeah, this is funny. This happens all the time to us. Before you have kids, she says, um, people are always trying to sell you on the fact that it's like such an amazing life. Like, oh, kids are the best, right? And she said, they say that so you join the exhaustion club with them. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. We've been around Jade and Tanner enough to, I feel like, know what, what we're getting into. And it seems rough. <laughs> I mean, it's rough. And like my buddy, uh, who has three kids now, uh, he and I used to kind of like hang out together when we were single and go out together. And uh, I recently saw him in Denver and there's a joy to it. That's like indescribable. And there's an energy that comes to you as a parent. It feels like that, like I don't have right now, but then again, I watched my buddy when I hung out with him with his three kids, his head is constantly on a swivel. There's constantly something breaking. There is yeah. Diapers being changed. There's kids disappearing. Like it, I, I left there and I said, I, I still want kids. I, I'm still confident in that. <laughs> but, I get scared every time. Yeah, but like I'm scared. Like <laughs> so, so scary. scared. I love having a neat, clean house. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's one of the things that's not on the top of my mind when we think about kids. But it's something I'm going to miss so much. Oh, it's absolutely ridiculous. But uh, Catherine and Sean have always been good at highlighting their family and talking about the they are the ins and so outs cute. of parenting. It's it's just a great article to read if you get a chance. Um, but Catherine and Sean, wishing you the best. And uh, ben, yes, thanks for being honest. Ben, yeah, Ben, I have a question about kids for you. And I know this is like a long time coming because you and, and Jess aren't married yet. But you guys plan to move to Denver, right? Yes. So that means that neither of your parents are going to be there. Do you feel like having parent, a set of the parents there the first kid, um, or maybe even just always is something that you would want. Yeah. Um, I, I do. I mean, I think that's something Jess and I really want is our fam. Like both of our sets of parents are so awesome. I mean, I really, one of the coolest things about my relationship with Jess is I really love her parents and her family like deeply. And she feels the same way about mine. 
I want them involved because I just think they're good influences and I think they're a good help. And I think they would help guide us in our most troubled times. And here's maybe one of the biggest reasons selfishly, Jess and I have talked about this often is we really want to have kids, but also still have a relationship and we mm-hmm. want to go out on dates and we want yeah. to explore together. And I think having a par- like one of our parents yes. there really would help that and actually add to the child's life. Like it wouldn't take away anything. It wouldn't make us less, less, or wouldn't make us parents who push our kids to the side. It would just make them be able to experience their grandparents. And I, and I want that for them. I totally agree. You're right. You're able to keep more of a relationship together when you have your parents to lean on. Yes. So it is important to us. Um, and, uh, and it might not be for everybody, but it is for us. Switching gears quite a bit from relationships and parenting to now, uh, Rachel Lindsay details her first conversation with ex Peter Krause uh, since The Bachelorette. This according to E! News uh, Online. Yeah, so apparently back in June, it seems, during the you know beginning of the Black Lives Matter movement, he reached out to her. He, quote, he was asking me questions about it and stuff or some advice about responses he had gotten. Um, she said, we're adults here and we can all move on. You know, so it's pretty simple, but that's that. I mean, it, just, uh, yeah, I don't know what to do with this, but it is interesting that they spoke again, right? I mean, but I look at like JoJo most, and, I, and Exactly. I was going to say most of the leads end up talking to or even being friends with their runner up. Definitely. Because there's like that respect and the, you obviously know the person you're like, yeah, I like you. Like I, I care about you a lot as a human. Like I obviously, yeah. and so not shocking, um, you know, it, but it's a big deal. And, and for me, it's, it was a, uh, I, I remember our very first conversation and it was almost like a weight lifted. I don't know if it was for her, but for me, it was just like, okay, good. Now we'll probably see each other at events. We'll probably mm-hmm. be around each other more than you would be with a typical ex. And it's great now that we can at least come into it like as friends with that mutual respect and care for each other. And I'm sure Rachel and Peter are going to now be able to do the same thing, which is, which is really awesome. Um, speaking of exes and somebody I'm a friend with, Caitlin Bristow <laughs> just continues to keep the headlines. Uh, Caitlin Bristow is on Dance with the Stars. If you don't know that, well... I don't know where you Well, you've been. you don't listen to the podcast yeah. and you don't watch TV and all that. And and here's something really exciting about Caitlyn. Uh Lady she she danced to a song by Lady Gaga and Lady Gaga actually retweeted this. So she saw it and it, she says and I quote, it made her cry. I know Lady Gaga said, "Isn't it weird? Is it weird that this made me cry? I love watching people happy and dancing. So Lady Gaga knows who Caitlyn is. And if I were Caitlyn, I'd be like, wow, that is maybe the coolest moment of my life. It's uh, it's just one of those, like, I don't know how Caitlyn feels. I mean, Caitlyn's just a big deal and she's everywhere. She's a celebrity in her. She's like such a celebrity that maybe it doesn't excite her to see other celebrities watch her. I'd be freaking out. I would be off the wall if Lady Gaga retweeted me. I'd be telling my family, my friends, my grandma. Like, that would be wild. But uh, good for Caitlyn. She's still on Dance with the Stars. Ashley, uh, how is she doing? I think she's doing really well. We, she, I saw her dance last week, you know, as I hope all you guys did. She did a fantastic cha-cha with Artem and Dancing with the Stars airs Tuesday this week. So now that you're listening to this podcast, either late Monday night or Tuesday, make sure to tune in, watch Caitlin and vote, vote, vote. Bachelor Nation just comes out and supports. I mean, you know, it's just a great place. 
uh, which is a great place to spread love and to show the support for the people who have gone on the show. Um, it'd be absolutely incredible uh, if Caitlin mm-hmm. could win once again. Uh, last two headlines. One is we just want to once again uh, send our warmest regards and also just our happiest of thoughts to Liz yes. Sandoff from The Bachelor. Um, that more details have come out according to people uh, that Liz says that their their recently born child, uh, I, I think it's Jovi, J-O-V-I-E, Noel, um, mm-hmm. was not breathing when she was born, which has to be so scary as a parent. But so scary. Um, as as they go on in the article and talk about it, it was a uh, everything's good now. It was tough. It was one of those sc- really scary moments. Um, but Jovi Noel and uh, the family are healthy and good. And we just want to say once again, we talked about it uh, last week, but we just want to say once again how thankful we are for that. Uh, and uh, and that that is the headline of the article. So, hey, uh, Ashley, you know, we, we've talked for a while now. We've talked through the season of COVID. Uh, it's actually been really good, I think, for us and our podcast and the, and the listeners. We have a good, we've had a good time with it. But we're soon approaching a season that we won't have to talk about headlines and do interviews we're actually gonna have a season to break down more more teasers are coming out uh ashley this week as we get one week closer to claire's season what are you feeling and what are you thinking i'm thinking how many great puns do they have with claire's name you want clarity you want to clarify what other ones are there uh you want to clear the air? I don't know. <laughs> yes. So many great puns. So much pretty Claire. Um, but they they definitely are alluding to in these new uh, spots that are da- that are airing during Dancing with the Stars that that we that there's some sort of announcement that we are just dying to have that they haven't given us yet, which would be Tasha. Well, I, I I mean yes, I think we're all assuming it's going to be Tasha. But the cool part is. Ashley, one of the things that you and I are both worried about is if Claire left early for whatever reason, we we're going to miss the Claire moments that we were expecting, right? We are. Her we directness. Are. But we're going to get it. Like, we've already seen it in the <laughs> teasers. She yells at a contestant, get out of here. And then we see Chris Harrison doing what Chris Harrison does best with sits, you know, sitting down with her, having that relationship conversation. I mean, we're going to get – I don't know if we're going to get enough Claire, but we're going to get at least some Claire still during this season. Oh, we're going to get quintessential Claire, but you're right, Ben. And I haven't quite said it blatantly, but when I did hear that she, you know, might have left the show early, I was like, oh, I was really hoping for 11 weeks of Claire. And I would love 11 weeks of Tasha too, you know, like two separate bachelor season, bachelorette seasons. But I was definitely looking forward to so much Claire-isms, and we're only going to get possibly a few weeks of them. So, but you're right. I think she will deliver in the weeks that she she has. Yeah, Claire. Claire will still be Claire. She doesn't change, no matter how long or short she's there. Ashley, up next, uh, we have one of Caitlin Bristow's exes, one of our good friends, Chris Strandberg on the podcast breaking down everything Caitlin and who knows what else I mean he's a dentist so I'm sure we're going to talk to him about that uh, and possibly a relationship he's been in for two years and been pretty quiet about so let's take a break when we come back we'll have Chris Strandberg on the podcast what keeps baby skin healthy 
a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about using your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So... The next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service that you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, Chris Strandberg is on the podcast for the first time since these guys and I'm talking about you and the producers, Ben, tried to set me up with him like four years ago. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, man. Good old days. Our little you guys, one, our dinner date. Yes. You guys made me blush and feel awkward at all times. Every episode, you wouldn't let it die. Anyway, now um, the last time I saw Chris, which is a very sad, sad fact, was at my wedding. Uh, Chris, at no. my wedding, something very funny happened. Like if we had a reality show, like if The Bachelor came and taped our wedding, like this would be a really funny focal point. Oh, you yeah. took yourself to the hospital the day of my wedding. Can you explain this story? Well, you know, I'm, I'm really tough. I'm good at all sports. Um, and it's no surprise that I would get a concussion playing touch football on the beach. <laughs> Chris, okay, I, this is good. I, this is where we need to dive. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Maybe somebody touched me really hard, you think? No, no. Who, who Nobody touched it? me. No. Nobody touched me. I just jumped for the ball and landed on my head. Like, you were very... The guys... The guys didn't hide the fact that you were very awkward at playing football. They were like, he said that he was going to be awkward, but we didn't think it was going to be this bad. And then you jumped, you hit the back of your head, and then you ended the game with that. Like, they all had to stop. They had to stop because suddenly I didn't know <laughs> how I got there. Literally, I lost to the, beach like the previous to 12 hours of memory. <laughs> 12 hours? Yeah, I had to, I literally had to call my mom and I was like, hey mom, so I'm fine, but how did I get here? Can you walk me through the last 12 hours? That's not a scary <laughs> phone call from a mom. Hey mom. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I'm, I'm fine. I just don't remember life. Wait, wait, wait. Now that I'm thinking about this, this was the day of our rehearsal dinner. Right. Jared didn't play football on the day of our wedding. Yeah. yeah okay. The rehearsal dinner. Ben, you were there. Yeah. We're on the beach in Newport and, um, uh, there is a pass thrown to Chris who jumps up in the air to grab it. And it was actually, I mean, for what Chris lacks in um, catching ability, he makes up for in his his jumping skills. He's a very good levitation. Levitation. He's a very, he has a very good <laughs> jump. So he jumps up. Well, he doesn't catch the ball. But what he does do is he falls backwards onto his back and he hits his head against the sand, which automatically i guess knocked chris's memory just completely gone he starts wandering the beach the game ends <laughs> because we no longer have even sides and chris takes himself to the hospital which came out fine nothing nothing major he was okay he showed up to the rehearsal dinner that evening he made the most memory of it. came back memory came back he remembers the love yep. story that ashley and jared portrayed to all of us <laughs> but i would say i will say I've never seen somebody get so hurt in a touch football game. <laughs> ne ever. That's, ever. It's one of my skills, you know. Um, I'm, I'm extra fragile, and uh, I took that fall like a champ. 
Hey, I'd take a doctor over an athlete any day. And I'm pretty sure most women out there would, including your girlfriend. Including my girlfriend. Who you've been with for how long? Two years. Wow. How's it going? It's going good. COVID hasn't got us down. Are you, how much time have you spent together during COVID? How much time did she and I spend together? Yeah. Um, a good amount, but not all the time. I'd say about half the week. Okay. That's pretty good. Um, she's pretty busy with her new job. So, um, yeah. And then our schedules are a little bit off, but we make a good amount of time. How but. has the dental industry, industry, would you, <laughs> the dental field been affected by COVID? Cause when I think about going to get a cleaning now, I'm like, I feel pretty safe a lot of places, but with my mouth open like that, I feel, I feel pretty susceptible, pretty vulnerable. It's the one place you're required not to wear a mask. Yeah. Why is that? You can't, can't, can't wear a mask over your mouth at the dentist. Well, oh, I thought like when you walked in, like you couldn't have a mask on. No, when you sit down in the chair, that makes sense. The, uh, I mean, but you're, you're, you're staying upright. Things are okay. Uh, you right now, as we talk to Chris, he's in his scrubs and he has a, a bonnet on his head. Um, it's blue. <laughs> to match. Yeah. Chris, we saw uh, recently you've been doing more and more kind of like beauty tips and kind of, you took over Amazon's um, beauty week or whatever it was. Oh, cool. I'm doing that on Friday. Yeah. So we did an, an Amazon live. There was a deal of the day that Waterpik had with some of their products. So I did a live stream with them and now there's a special beauty day. So I guess, you know, your teeth are considered a beauty product. So a couple of the Waterpik products are going on sale and I'm hosting a live stream of that. Oh, amazing. What are some of the tips that you would give to like, okay. If for any of our listeners who are not, uh, beauty experts some of them probably are uh but they they just wonder what are some of the secret tips to taking care of your teeth what are some of the tips that you would give number one you have to be consistent um people will be on a good roll with their teeth and then they'll kind of fall off it happens when people get stressed out things happen in life home care takes a you know backseat it's a, it feels like a low priority but staying consistent with is important um but you got to clean between your teeth um, where stain develops, toothbrushes often can't, even though you're brushing your teeth, the stain develops in the creases of your teeth between, right? Yeah. Bad breath happens from bacteria collecting between your teeth and below your gum line. So you got to clean those spaces. And I'm sorry, but the toothbrush alone doesn't do that. And, you know, I tried for a few years working in dental practice, telling people to floss, 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 using string floss. And then even the people who are good, they're not doing it right because it's very technique sensitive. So finally, I'm just like, okay, what else is there? And you just take a jet stream of water and then you power wash between your teeth. It makes it's kind so of like sense. simple, makes sense, but it doesn't seem like, okay, well, is that effective? Well, you're breaking up the bacteria and you're getting in deeper than you could with the string. So you're really cleaning it out. But in addition to that, with the string, you're kind of leaving some of that debris in between your teeth, but with the water, you rinse it away. So, you know, they've done tons of studies on this and at every time it's like twice as effective as the other way, a string floss. Do so you, I just, I'm a big believer in it. Do you water pick before you brush them? I do. I think that's okay. a great way to do it because the reason that we use fluoride in toothpaste is, is to repair the enamel. And if the in-between surfaces of your teeth are clean from having just water flossed, then when you brush, the fluoride will soak into your teeth and repair the 
the sides of your teeth. Here's my issue. I have one issue with this. Yeah. So I had a water pick for a bit and I'd pick my teeth as often as I could. But then my mirror is covered in water pellets and it's going everywhere and it felt disgusting and it was hitting my face and I couldn't keep the water inside my mouth. It was flying everywhere. My technique's obviously failing. How do I do this better? So two, two ways you can fix your problem. Number one, they make a waterproof version that you can take in the shower. Oh, that sounds fun. Rechargeable. It's really cool. Um, the, my favorite one's the cordless advanced, but another thing is break up your mouth into small sections. So don't try to rinse your whole mouth out at a time with the floss. You keep your hand like there's normally like a power button or an on off switch. So close your lips around the tip and then just do five teeth and then turn it off and spit and then repeat and repeat. So you're only getting a little bit of water in your mouth each time. If you switch to that method, rather than trying to do the whole thing, you're like overwhelmed, like, oh my gosh, my mouth is filling up with water. Just break it up into little sections overnight. It will change. You won't get the mirror anymore. It won't get on your chin or your shirt. Uh, huge. Well, I love the way that this has become a beauty podcast. So I was going to say, go this was not the intention. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to title this Bachelor Beauty. And I have two questions in that realm for you. One, whitening toothpaste. Um, I know that a lot of dentists like don't like, don't they think that whitening toothpaste like strips the enamel? Yes. Okay. So Jared did some research on what the best whitening toothpaste was. And it said on the internet that it was Arm and Hammer. So he got the Arm and Hammer and I was like, this tastes disgusting. And how in the world is this the number one for whitening? Because the Crest and Colgate, they just brand the sh- out of their whitening stuff and i really believe it with like all their little like sparkles in the toothpaste and then after a month or so i'm like holy crap your teeth are almost whiter than mine now it was a significant improvement more than i've ever seen and and chris is doing a little jig over there are you dancing at what i'm saying i'm dancing you like that you like what happened here so the philosophy for whitening your teeth with the toothpaste two ways your teeth get yellow there's the surface stain the junk on top of your teeth. And then there's the internal color of your teeth. The surface stain is minimized by keeping them, you know, keeping that film, that plaque, keeping them off your teeth. The other thing is bleaching the inside of your tooth, which is like all of those things that you see on TV or on Instagram. Mm -hmm. How do I bleach my teeth? You use Mm -hmm. hydrogen peroxide. The certain other products that you mentioned contain really abrasive, little like almost sand it's uh, mm-hmm. hydrated silica and that scratches your teeth surfaces to remove quote unquote like the surface stain but hydrated silica is really damaging to enamel so arm and hammer actually has more um sodium bicarbonate which is baking soda and that's what mm-hmm. you taste and it's mm-hmm. the sodium it's kind of like this weird salty grainy that's taste. the downside i'm like yeah. i don't know how you brush your teeth with this yeah well my favorite formula for taste and also for just for all around is called Bright and Strong and okay. it's by uh, Arm and Hammer. Okay. But the difference is that the baking soda is not abrasive to your enamel. Mm-hmm. Instead, it breaks up the plaque in a different way, almost in a chemical way. So it's not as abrasive, it sort of melts it away, but that doesn't affect your enamel at all. Okay. So that's number one. 
is that it removes the surface stains more gently and more effectively. Number two, it contains hydrogen peroxide so that day in, day out, you're doing this. It's soaking in deeper than the surface and it's brightening up from the inside. Great to know. Thank you. I love this stuff. Number two, I notice, and I've told you this a number of times and I will bite the bullet one day, that my teeth are really shifting on the bottom. And my question to you is, if you had braces as a kid, is it inevitable that your teeth will shift again if you at all stop your retainer? It is almost without exception inevitable. And it's because there's a genetic adaptation where teeth are designed to shift forward. Because as we age, our teeth actually rub against each other and they get smaller. So gaps would develop between our teeth unless they were shifting forward, like everybody, you know, stay close in line. And then obviously ancient history, people lost their teeth a lot more frequently. If you have a big missing space there, it's not ideal. But if your teeth move forward to close the gap, it tends to be better. So there's that element, which is teeth move forward. And then over time, it can increase if your bite is off, it's, if it's not stable, then um, teeth will crowd more often. And also if you get gum disease, the bone support will actually degrade and that makes teeth more movable. And then okay. they'll tend to lean forward as well. So unfortunately it's as deep as like genetics. So you need to keep your retainer in to maintain straight teeth pretty much no matter what. There's not many things I'm great at in life, but I am really good at wearing my retainer. I wear it <laughs> so every good. night. Chris, I just wanted to tell you that so like you would feel like I'm a little bit better of a human. Um, <laughs> I hope that worked. It's it's a genuine need, but yes. Uh, ben, you always know how to sweet talk me. I'm really getting in deep here. I am pretty good at it. Uh, Ashley, any more beauty tips? Well, no, I do have a marketing ploy for you though. So if I was a publicist of a boy band, like a publicist of a boy band, I would tell yeah. them to, that they all have to remain single in order to get the girls to come to the concerts, you know, cause the girls need to have that fantasy of getting with them. With you as the hot dentist opening a new office, I would have not even brought up your girlfriend and just tried to get everybody that listens to our podcast to go to your <laughs> office. And then when they're there and sucked in by your talents, then they'd be like, oh, he's not single. Darn it. They see the picture. <laughs> they see the picture on the desk of him and his girl smiling. Well, Chris, to end this, to talk about your girlfriend the one last time, I have two big questions for you, okay? One's okay. going to be a softball question, and I'll wait to end it with that. The first one is, how is your girlfriend's breath? <laughs> my, <laughs> my girlfriend, well, come on. I, I'm on her about brushing and flossing twice a day. So she's perfect. And you know, I did not accept anything different than that. But fortunately, she's kind of like a neat freak and health freak anyways. So it didn't take long, but she's got the water pick. She's got the toothpaste. So it's, it's minty all the time. You're getting all giddy talking about that. I've never, <laughs> I haven't seen you get giddy yet, but we started talking about your girlfriend's breath and you're squirming in your chair. You're smiling big. I mean, you know how to get to Chris's heart. This, the last question for you, buddy, is what, uh, what are your favorite characteristics about your girlfriend? Like, what do you really like after two years? What have you learned that you really appreciate about her? She's just such a sweetheart. I mean, she, she cares about me so much. If I'm stressed out, she's there for me. She's supportive and she really is encouraging. I mean, if you know, you have self doubt sometimes and she just like believes in me so much. So I would say that that's the thing. 
also we can talk and talk and talk forever. She's always got um, like something interesting to say. And I feel like that for me in the past, that's been uh, kind of a holdup is you just kind of run out of things to talk about. But she and I are always having some good conversations. So I don't know, she's just very engaging and uh, she's got a big heart. Let's talk about your ex-girlfriend, Caitlin Bristow, for a second. Are you watching her on Dancing with the Stars? Oh my gosh, she did so good. She did so good. awesome. Even Lady uh, Gaga thought she did well. I saw that. How I cool! Mean, I mean, I'm, I'm so happy for Caitlin because each, any one of these elements in isolation would have been enough to just make everything for her, make her year, but they're all happening together and she's actually doing well. So I know it'd be hard to have like, it would be two bachelorettes in a row if she wins, right? Yeah. I, I know that'd be, seems unprecedented. Yeah. I think she could do it. Bachelor Nation totally strong. They support, they love hard. Stick, come on, stick together, Bachelor Nation. It's been a rough year for Bachelor Nation with COVID and having to wait for the shows, like rally around Caitlin. Absolutely, I love that advice. Now, if people want to visit you, become a new patient, where should they go? To the go wait to list. The, <laughs> you go to, be the longest wait list. <laughs> you can go to my website, um, visiondentalmv.com. Uh, That's MV for more Vista. Or you can go to Toothstagram um, or my regular Instagram page. Also, I wanted to throw out there, starting at 4 a.m. tomorrow, I'm going to be doing a media blitz with Waterpix. So I'm doing like 15 to 20 interviews um, across like the nation about water pick products going on local news shows. So they've been keeping me busy recently. Are, are you going to be like on the cover of water pick the box? Cause I feel like you should, it would be a great selling point. <laughs> um, maybe, you know, that's cool, but <laughs> I don't buy a lot of no, things for it, the box, but I'd buy that. That's a good looking <laughs> box right there. Uh, Chris Strandberg, you're the man. We love you. Thanks for coming on. Um, thanks for sharing your beauty tips with us and, uh, best of luck to you and the girlfriend as you move forward. Chris Strandberg. You're a fantastic thanks. Love guest. you guys. Hope to see you soon in person. Bye Chris. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Chris is always great. Sweet guy. Um, and, uh, and to you listeners, we want to remind you once again to follow our Instagram page. Uh, we are tracking it. We've been very active on posting on it, which is awesome. It's uh, on Instagram. It's almost underscore famous podcast. Go out and follow that for all of uh, the clips from uh, our show, some more behind the scenes uh, footage. It's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun for us to interact with you in a different way. But we also always love it when you email us. Continue to email us at Ashley at iheartmedia.com. Uh, and we got an email from Maddie that we're going to respond to right now. She says, I have this burning question. She says, you two seem to have a great relationship with everyone in Bachelor Nation. Does it ever feel hard to give headlines on good friends of yours, even if they're positive headlines? Well, not positive headlines, in my opinion. Positive headlines are always easy. But uh, these controversial headlines, especially that we've been getting over the past year, have been very awkward to talk about. And even if you're not friends with them, you've met them a few times. And I feel like what Ben always says about in-depth podcasts, once you know someone, it's hard to ever, not like it's hard them. to not like them. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's a challenge to talk about some of these topics about our friends and acquaintances, but 
we also hope that they respect that this is like our job and that they have chosen to be public figures who should expect to be spoken about in the media. I mean, some of my friends, if I were to do something uh, that was off center and uh, I would expect them to talk about it, I'd have no problem with that. It wouldn't be fun, right? It's not ideal, but that's the world that we live in. I will say this though, before, like, especially right now, like Colton and Cassie are, are, are a scenario we can talk about because it's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Ashley and I do spend time off of the podcast talking about each other's emotions and feelings and trying to get to a place that's not um, unhealthy, I guess, would like a, a, at least a place that's been thought through and not mm-hmm. speaking from reaction, but speaking from, hey, what's being reported? What are people saying? How do you feel about this? How do I feel about it? And then we can come on here and have a little bit of a, a wiser conversation uh, that still touches everything that we're feeling and thinking. It just not might not be so reactionary because I think reaction would get us into trouble and oftentimes have us saying things that just aren't true. That just becomes more difficult because it takes more time. Uh, but it's not fun. And it's all, I mean, let's just be honest with everything here. Like you all are fans of the, of the bachelor and the bachelorette. It's not fun for you either to hear these headlines. Like, it's not like you're celebrating the fact that there's trauma, there's drama and trauma and issues going on in in the lives of these people who you've watched and rooted for and celebrated. Like it's hard for everybody involved, including the people, but we have the unique position that we, we need to talk about it because it is what we signed up for. It is what we've agreed to do. It's not fun though. And we hope that all these people know that if they do want a platform to talk about it, that we are giving it to them here too. So we never want to just talk about them. We like to talk with them if they feel comfortable. 100%. Well, Ashley, um, it's been another week of the Almost Famous podcast. and It uh, has. Uh, you you go heal that face of yours. Is that the right Thanks. word to say? Can I, can I say healing? Yeah. It? Okay. Yeah, it, it's healing. Yeah, um, and I also face. want to thank everybody who wrote on our message boards on yeah. Facebook. The Almost Famous message boards is a really fun place for us to go and look too, for feedback on the podcast and you guys have given us some good feedback there and or helpful feedback and I also just want to let you know that all of those suggestions that you guys had for in-depth podcasts are definitely being considered oh yeah I, I'm thinking I, you guys Emily Maynard she hasn't responded to us we really really want her to come on <laughs> so if you can do anything to push that we'd love that, um, not push too hard or be rude, but you know, like a loving push. And then I think Corinne is a great idea for an in-depth too. So keep that feedback coming. We love you so much. And uh, for now, Ben, you got to sign off first because that's how we do it. Yeah, that's right. Well, hey, thank you all. Thank you, Ashley. And with that, it's another week. I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. Toodaloo, y'all. Later. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy 
taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich man Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts <laughs> 